On this episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Mark Lubin and Adam Beck, parents of two high school lacrosse players here in Maryland. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Mark Lubin and Adam Beck, welcome to the show. Thank you. We haven't seen each other in a while. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, it's been a while. I'll tell you, I walked in here. I was like floored. It's awesome in here. I, I'm going to go home, and it's going to be a fun conversation for my <laughs> yeah. man cave setup, right? Absolutely. Very impressive, John. It's been, what, probably three years since we last kind of had our kids sort of together? And our kids we? were together in basketball. Basketball, yep. absolutely, yeah. Yep. Towson Town, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. Towson yep. Town. Running, uh, running under Coach Diwali for quite a while. And uh, hooping it up with the, the, the Towson kids up there. Our kids all kind of went their own way. Um, your two boys are more into lacrosse right now. Yep, they definitely are. Uh, my son ended up pivoting after his sophomore year, formally pivoting after his sophomore year and going full bore into lacrosse. But uh, he played you know, freshman year, played his sophomore year um, there at, uh, at, at Calvert Hall um, and had a good time playing basketball, but... You know, lacrosse was it, and so he said, hey, I've got to devote full-time, and he went full-time on it. Does he play club ball, too? He plays club ball, yes. He plays for Team 91 for, for lacrosse and Calvert Hall for high school. And which one, would you say one was more intense than the other? Which one was there was a bigger commitment? <laughs> um, I would say they're both pretty intense, maybe because high school, just the whole the weight of it um, gets a little bit more intense on it. Uh, but um, they're both very, very intense environments and uh, a lot of pressure. But he took it very well, and uh, he worked. He, he worked pretty hard. And Calvert Hall is in the MIAA. MIAA. Uh, do they have different yeah. divisions? Is there like an ABC kind of thing with with lacrosse, or is it all one grouping? Yeah, they, they play in the MIAA A, A division. A yeah. division. Yeah. Yep. A division. Yeah. And Mark, your son is not at Calvert Hall. Yeah, he is actually at Calvert oh, Hall. Oh, and, hello. And and a, and a similar story. So I have um, my older son graduated from Calvert Hall in 2020. Um, he went through the whole gamut of youth sports from baseball to I mean ice hockey he was a played tackle football um and obviously lacrosse so at Calvert Hall he played lacrosse and ice hockey and he now is in his second year at the United States Coast Guard Academy excellent yeah it's awesome awesome go Bears where he will he plays lacrosse and hockey there and then Tommy um my senior he's the goalie at Calvert Hall and a sort of a similar story to Adam. I mean, our boys obviously all played basketball together. Tommy, for seventh and eighth grade, was at Boys Latin. Um, he had a good experience there, and he had a decision to make. And he decided to go um, stick with lacrosse, and he started with Calvert Hall in ninth grade, and he's been obviously there ever since. So it's been an interesting ride, and our boys are all still together, which is very, very cool. Yeah. So both of them are at Calvert Hall, and yep. are they both Team 91 also? Nope, Tommy's, oh. Tommy plays for Crabs. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. hold on, Crabs, yeah. not Team 91. That's got to be an interesting uh, off-season <laughs> to high school season <laughs> combination. Yeah, they met each other a couple times in, uh, you know, during the summer. 
and club ball, right? Yeah. So, um, so you might have to cool. educate me on lacrosse. So Tommy's a goalie. Yep. Yep. And Jordan's a long sto- long stick uh, defender. So it's unlikely they're going to see each other throughout most of the game, but I'm sure that long stick defender is going to come across midfield every once in a while. Well, and to- Tommy's Tommy's pretty smart. He has six foot four. Jordan Beck standing right in front of him. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> in high school, it's made yeah. our relationship Definitely. with the Beck family a lot better. That's yeah. for sure. So when they're yeah. on the same team, that's his buddy. Yeah, that's exactly Absolutely. right. That's exactly right. But yeah. on the on opposing teams, though, you know, Tommy knew like, all right, Jordan's going to be down there at that other end. I, I'm probably not going to see him. I'll watch out for his teammates. Right. So. so Cabot Hall, Maryland lacrosse season is a spring sport. That's correct. So correct. when does the season start? I know practice probably starts before the actual games do. When when do you suspect, give or take, not, not exactly, when do games start? They March? Well, you know, a lot of them are lifting and doing some off-season stuff now, right? right? Yeah. So they start that. And then the um, when, you're, when you're a senior, you, there's no more club. So their club, ah. their club careers are actually over. Interesting. So that just sort of ended. They, they did some summer stuff, you know, do different tournaments with different teams, typically their club in their last year. And then, um, and then we'll roll into spring. Um, we'll do some early, you know, typically we do a, we go out of state and we do a North Carolina trip, which is awesome. It really starts building the cohesion of the team over there at Calvert Hall. And, and then we start rolling into, um, some non MIAA and then MIAA hits and it's game on. It's game on. It usually starts what, right? Like January for the North Carolina trip, right? And then February is when really mid-February practice gets going and you start having games by late February. Yep. Obviously yeah, last year a little bit different right. naturally for everybody. Yeah, but they, and then they pack in as many games as possible through, you know, by, by May when, you know. When everything ends. Seasons, yeah. Seasons so when they did play close. club ball, when, when was that? Was that fall or winter or? Yeah, they do some fall stuff. I guess winter would be kind of tough. It's so it's, cold. It's, it's, it's a good point. So they do, they have a couple, you know, depends on what club you play for, two or three, two or three um, fall tournaments. Then you get a little break, and then there's no spring because you play high school in right. the spring. And then you do a couple tournaments in the summer. Um, that's about it. Yeah. And is there anything? And, and Adam, what I think we talked about box lacrosse at some point. Yeah, there's bo- Are, box is there still lacrosse. some of that? Yep, there's box lacrosse in the winter. You could do that either through a club or through through high school. Um, my son, he, he did it through his club, but Calvert Hall offers it as well. And that's the one winter option you have, you know, to continue having a stick in your hand. Yeah. But no, no long stick. In, in box, you no, know, no, running yeah. short, short stick and um, yeah, running gun. Would you compare it to like futsal for soccer? Is it like smaller? Maybe a wall? Is it indoor? Yeah, you know, it, yeah. the box game. I, I think that's a good correlation. The box game really hones in on the the, the true skills of the player. Um, you know, Adam said, you know, Jordan's a, he's a long pole, but in box you're a short stick, so you really you're working in smaller spaces. Um, just really working on you know the quality of your game, and obviously for a goalie, it's very different. I mean, what Tommy wears in box versus outdoors. I mean, he's fully geared up when he plays indoors. So, and they're just firing off. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Man, I, yeah. I'm not sure. It's it, fast. It, it, you got to be brave, dude. The yeah. balls come hot. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. That's Definitely. For, that's for sure. Definitely. <laughs> now, yeah. our boys played basketball together, and I think. Probably back in eighth grade was was, grade. was, was, was the last time. time. Yep. Your boys played multiple sports, um, yep. but yep. at some point, some of those other sports became less part of their their student athlete experience, and they just played lacrosse. It's a tough, tough time, and it's a tough decision. That the truth is, it's a family conversation, but ultimately a decision that they have to make. Right. Yeah. And you know, Adam mentioned Jordan with basketball and making that decision, and. It's it's a hard one, but yeah, I, th- I think they figure it out. Yeah. Right. You know, you, I think you, you need to be as a parent, you need to be a very good listener. 
um, because it's their decision and they have to live with it. And the fact of the matter is it's our job to support it. So, yeah, they, they, they know where to go. This <laughs> takes time and it has to be sometimes just under their terms, right? That's what happens. Just under their terms. Yeah, and the, and the, uh, it's, it's really tough. You have a sport that kind of blends into one a little bit too much. If it bleeds into it, like basketball will bleed into the beginning of the lacrosse season. Mm-hmm. You know, the practice is everything else because you have your, you know, your playoffs and everything going on for basketball just going right into the, to the start of that lacrosse season. And that made it tough for, for Jordan. Um, then in the summertime, you know, if you really are going to push yourself hard in basketball, you got to run the AU circuit. Yep. Uh, and that goes right against your, your club season for, for lacrosse. And that, you know, that both of those seasons and are which if you want to be recruited in one or the other, you're trying to get in front of colleges and get in front of people who can speak to the colleges and get that visibility. And you're going to, it's going to be tough to manage both of those schedules. So that, that basketball versus lacrosse kind of, it's, it's a, you know, you have to almost choose one or the other. Right. It's tough. Really wish you wouldn't have had to, but you know, at the MIA, when you're playing at that level in basketball too, it makes it tough to be able to play at the yeah. level and, and uh, compete if you're not, picking up all those skills during the summer and the, the off season. So Mark, how tall is Tommy? He's six one. Nope. Yeah, six one, oh, one seventy five. So nice. Definitely taller than me, that's for sure. Adam, how about Jordan? He's six four. Six four. You yeah. gotta wait? You gotta wait? Just He's about two fifteen. Whew. Yeah. Those yeah. are lacrosse players. Yeah, he could he could you know, for a while there when he was lifting weights early on, I was like, I can get you, I can get you. But <laughs> about two years ago, yeah. No more. No mas. I remember yeah. at one point Henry came to me and said, Dad, will you stop letting me beat you? I was like, okay, I'll stop letting you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that happened a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Sometimes you look at your, your son and it's like, what? What happened here? Yeah. yeah. So your boys are going to college soon. Yeah, got to finish high school first. There's right? that. Yeah. There's that. And senior year is a big deal. So exciting and, you know, the social life and the balance and, you know, but yeah, um, college is right around the corner and i think they're excited mark does yeah. uh does tommy want to play lacrosse in college is he yeah, is so there other plans yeah we um he's had a, he had a couple opportunities and he made a decision um last september he committed to go play at marquette university in milwaukee wisconsin so nice very very excited he's excited and just really a nice fit for him I like it. Yeah. I like it. How about Jordan? Is he going to play in college? Yeah, he is. He's a relatively recent commit to oh. Syracuse. Oh, oh so my! Picked up it uh, by by the coach there, and and um, he looks forward to to getting up there year after next. So there's a process. Yeah, uh, committing, going to college. I mean, that's got to be a little nerve wracking. Yeah, and I, I it is, and it, there's there's some, there's some waiting. You know, you you have a lot of conversations, and some are interested, some are not. Um, and then, oh, by the way, we're in a global pandemic. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that sort of changes the dynamic and, you know, it makes people anxious. So, but, you know, I think that once you, once you know what's in front of you and what the options are and, and you start narrowing down, you know, what do you really want to get out of that experience? I think it becomes pretty clear. And then you talk to the staff and, you know, we had, we had a Zoom call with the staff, for example, Marquette, where they had the academic support people, the strength and conditioning people, obviously the coaches themselves. And, you know, we got off that call and it just, it just felt right. And we said, we told Tommy how we felt, but at the end of the day, we also told Tommy, it's your decision. Um, and we believe today sitting here a year later after he committed that he made the right one. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. Yeah. Very exciting. Buyer's remorse is never a, a fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's, I mean, in, in today's world, these kids commit a lot of them really quick. And Tommy is one of those, one of those young men that he committed quick and 
the 2022 class is a very deep goalie class. Oh. And they start coming off the board, and he knows a lot of those boys, and he's played with them for years, and the talent was deep. Um, but I, I, I think that there's a home for all of them, and they all find what's right for them. And that's, that's sort of the nice thing to watch now, sitting back and looking at it. And, you know, you, you know that kid's really a great player, and they, just, they, they, they become calm once they figure it out. Right. It's very clear. Yeah, yeah. I think also you sit there as, as you're looking at, you know, options for going on and continuing playing at the college level. You're looking at academics as well, and you're trying to balance the two. I said, where you know, where is it going to be a good fit? What what's life going to be like after after college, and where am I, where, gonna, where am I going to be at four years? You know, down the line, uh, and that's tough. You're you're front loading all that. You know, you've got the kids who aren't going in through through sports are are kind of being able to kind of go into their senior year and start develop you know developing that that line of sight um, and uh, start setting direction that way, but. You know, for for sports, you're looking at you know they they put an offer there, and you're not sure exactly how long that offer is going to be there or not, and so you're having to try to f- make, you know figure out how to make that decision quick, and then think about you know academically is it, is it going to be a, a really good fit for me, and do I have that good fit, or should I wait for something else? And it's it's oh man, it's a lot of stress uh, to tell you. Uh, so so I didn't play college sports, and and looking at the two of you, I bet the two of you did, but I won't ask you about your experiences. No. There's got to be a bunch of rules about you know who can talk to you during certain time frames, and and how do you get coaches to notice your kid? I mean, obviously some of it is going to be a friend of a friend or a previous graduate, and they got their eye on that school. Did you guys? There's there's websites where you can sign your kid up to to be. Uh, exposed to scouts or yep. did you guys do Adam did you do any of that stuff you, you know actually on the the website for you know exposing your kid to you know didn't do that um, we didn't go that route uh, the coaches both the club coach and his high school coach were huge got it um, they were the ones that did a lot of talking on behalf of, of Jordan uh, and reaching out and, and making those connections and then as you know I think also you know Jordan put in time you've got to do the videos right uh, and, and put the put the videos together and send those out and send emails out and and maintaining communication and getting that communication out is really key. Um, but on top of all that, equally equally weighted, if not more, it's actually what my son does, what he did on the field, how he carried himself, you know, both on the field and off the field, what he did in the classroom, and all that together as a package that really was able to, you know. to, to sell himself. Got it. Um, so that's really really key. You got to perform. Yep. Um, Somebody's going to take notice of you, no matter what. Um, but you, you just you got to make sure you go out there and perform, and you got to be continuing to get better. Um, they want to see that as well. Yeah, you, you know what? It's sort of interesting. You have to have a really, really big filter oh. because you you get email after email and come to this prospect camp and come to this prospect camp. So you know, and and listen, a lot of them are great, and other people you know refer them as you know there's some money grabs out there. I think that's in all of sports, right? But at the end of the day, you have to have a pretty good idea of what you're interested in. And then also, you know, who's interested in you? But, you know, having, having that, that video, that highlight reel with the appropriate music. So, you know, these things matter. Yeah. Coaching yeah. your son or daughter, whoever it is, constantly on, listen, social media, you, you think it goes away. Nope. Um, but there's, there's, not, there's not always a lot of great feel-good stories in those moments, and you have to be very, very careful. And you have to stay connected, but you also have to give them the opportunity to fall a little bit. So, you know, I think there's a lot of push-pull in, in what's happening here, and you, you just have to, you have to know your audience, your, your, your child. You really have to know who you're dealing with, and, you know, you, you, you figure out what's, what's appropriate. 
So are you looking forward to driving to Milwaukee and Syracuse to watch games? <laughs> or are you going to fly? <laughs> what's what's going to happen? Hold on. Syracuse, the mascot. Help me out now. It's orange. And Milwaukee, Marquette. Marquette is the golden eagle. The golden right. eagle and the orange. And we don't we don't leave your 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 older sons the bears the bears the bears okay Coast but we'll, but we'll we'll talk about the golden eagles and the the orange how's that for a mascot the orange what's the orange I me mean, it's been around for a while you see it on you know Jimmy Bayheim and and uh, you know watching basketball and football up there so um, so it's orange yeah. and blue are their colors what's orange Marquette's colors yeah they have a couple different blues that they do they have like a lighter blue and a dark blue um, the yellow. Um, yeah, it's just... You started putting your swag collections together, guys? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, got one, I got one shirt. Yeah, and, and, I, one and shirt. I don't yet. I don't yet. I, I wanted to get a bunch of stuff. Tommy has a few things. I'm waiting for um, the hand-me-downs from Jordan. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's for is. sure, for sure. <laughs> but listen, you know, our, you know, Tommy has never been there in the winter. <laughs> so he'll yeah. get a nice jacket. But, you know, we, when we looked at options, we, you know, our intent was not for him to go halfway across the country. But if it's the right fit, it's the right fit, and you make it happen. So... I think a, a nonstop flight, which is nice, um, when we drop them off, it's going to be probably a 12 or 13 hour ride. Um, so that'll be slightly painful. But um, all right, important yeah. question: Are they going to drive as freshmen? Do they allowed to have cars on campus? No car on campus, unfortunately. No. Well, fortunately, actually, probably <laughs> depends on who yeah. you ask. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> so, not, but we'll call that a big no. Yeah. And did you talk to him about the food plan yet? Because you know, going to college is all for guys, and your boys are going to eat. <laughs> so, how's the food plan? We did. We we had some conversation around the extra money that I might need to accommodate his food needs. Um, so, you know, work is an important thing. Yeah, <laughs> leave it at absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, there's no going to be no Uber Eats going on no uh, Uber for Eats. Jordan. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll be watching that, making sure he doesn't go tapping into the uh, into the credit card much. So, so hopefully, this this podcast is useful to I think parents uh, mm-hmm. and maybe some kids. Um, and hopefully they listen to it and they learn something or, or, or maybe that, you know, they get some perspective they didn't have before. I'll let, I'll ask Mark to go first. If there was a kid out there or the parent of a kid out there and they are an eighth grader or a ninth grader or just a younger student athlete and that athlete doesn't know if you had some advice for that or they weren't sure, um, what, what, what did you tell that parent to do? What should they be doing? Yeah. And I wasn't always great at this, but I, I think number one is you, you have to enjoy the ride. I mean, there, there. It's this. There's, there's so much going on. There's so much to balance, um, and I wasn't always great at it. But there's a few other things. Number one is, if you coach your son or daughter, know when the right time is to walk away, because your voice is as they get older, your voice is heard different. I think that's really, really an important thing. And and I had to do that because I coached my sons when they were younger, um, and that was hard for me. That was hard, but it was needed. It was a needed thing. And the other thing is. Be a good listener in the car. You're their parent, their mother, their father. You're not their coach, right? So I mean, there's times, and I was a goalie. I was a lacrosse goalie in high school. Um, and earlier in the day, I would give Tommy different tips. But the fact is, he has better people around him now that are more qualified to coach him than, than his dad. So, you know, I think just listening, and if they want to talk about it, great. If they had a rough game, you know, do you want to go get something to eat? And we'll talk about it later. Or just not talk about it at all. But sort of be in the sidecar a little bit. And I think that being a good listener is critical. And they, you know, they don't want to. They don't want to get in the car and get hammered. They want to be with their family, right? So I, I think that there's, you know, there's there's some really. When I look back at the journey, there's a lot of learnings. Um, and I, I think that if I had to do anything different or, or share with someone else, there would be a few things to really focus on. How about you, Adam? Yeah, those are all good points, Mark. I, I think. Um, especially if you're a parent like a, of an eighth grader, um, 
right now. Uh, and I think really for my son from eighth grade and towards the end of eighth grade, that's when I started seeing the shift of me pushing and him starting to pull. And, you know, you'll know your son or your daughter is really starting to head and being really serious about sports when you start feeling that pull. They're doing their own thing. They're working out on their own or starting to work out on their own. They're going out with their friends on their own. And they're starting to try to make improvements in their in their game by themselves without the coaches around or anything else. And then by, you know, middle of freshman year in high school, that pull should be stronger than your push by any means. Um, and that's when, you know, they, they've got it. They're off on their own. And really, you know, it's great. You know, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll go to the gym and I'll work out before going to work and I'm coming home back to the house to, to get ready for work and my son's passing me on the way there nice. on his own. That's, that's kind of nice to see. And the other big thing is do not give up. There's so much time available. You can catch up a ton. Your kids can catch up and, and gain ground on people. My son was a late commit. You know, he started off, you know, uh, on the, in the, you know, early recruit se- season. Um, you got some offers early and then just kind of held off. Obviously, we had a pandemic in there, too. But he just kept getting better and he kept working hard. And, and um, yeah, there is plenty of time. Just keep pushing and it'll happen. Patience is critical. And Adam just said it. Jordan is a very good example of that. I mean, an opportunity. And, you know, you wait and, you, you know, you continue to perform. You have a good summer. You get on the right team. And, you know, there's, there's always someone watching. Yeah. And what these, what these young men and these young women do away from the lights is what will really make or break them. And I think that's a big, big deal. I mean, everybody can perform in front of a camera. But when you're on the wall at home, you know, working on your right arm and your left, your right hand and your left hand and doing these different things, that's what sort of separates you. Mm-hmm. And, and Adam says it perfect. I mean, they have to start taking the lead on that. If you're pushing that every day and, oh, by the way, they want to be a D1 athlete, there's a disconnect there. Right, right. So, you know. Yeah. So I like that. What is, what is the kid doing when nobody's watching? Right. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. It, it's, it's a big, big deal. And I think that's that's a lot of life, right? I mean, from an integrity standpoint, and really what are you trying to get out of? And it, it's what you put in is what you get out. And when the lights are down, yep. are you grinding? Right. And if you're grinding and you're willing to go through that, you know, there's, there's going to be good things that happening happening for you. So, you know, I think there's balance. I mean, at the end of the season, Tommy puts his stuff down, takes a little break. Good. Every, every athlete's different. So... They figure it out, and it's your job as a parent to, to do your best to support it and, and really be a good listener, I yeah. think. And parents have fun while it's going along. You have fun together, you know? You're, as, a, as a group of parents watching your kids on the same team, you're all in it together. Uh, so have fun. Make the best of it and, and, and enjoy it. You know, like, like Mark, not just for yourself, but enjoy it with everybody else there. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, gentlemen, Mark Lubin and Adam Beck, yep. thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Great to see you. Great to catch up. And yeah, thanks for having us. Awesome. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.